time on a podcast this week no oh that's right you did one earlier tessa i did a um a video chat yesterday with no wait what's today thursday i did it on tuesday with lady listeners about midnight sun and it was so much fun i want to hear everything about that like what were they like what where were they from did they talk about me was it like on facetime (laughs) or like skype no it was this we got on Streamyard, yeah and we did a video chat this is just easier to to do this with multiple people instead of like a Zoom call. You can just do StreamYard, and we already have a subscription to it, so it wasn't anything extra. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So I sent them like I do you guys. I sent the links to it, and I was like, all right, everybody, get on it this time. And I sort of talked them through um, what to do, you know, how it was going to go. And I was like, look, it's going to be super laid back. So. If your Wi-Fi falls out, your kid runs in the room, it's totally fine. And both of those things happen. So it was good. (laughs) No, it was, you know what? It was so fun to just like, I don't know, just to chit chat with girlfriends about a book you love, you know? And I was just like, yeah, this is why we started the podcast, you know? So, uh, so no, it was great. And, and I love that everybody saw things or read things, you know, that I had missed. And there were a couple of points where, um, like one of the ladies, Carol, that was on, um, she had said something about, um, she was like, well, I love that Jasper wanted to be around them because they were so happy and in love. And so he wanted to be around those emotions. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. And, but it, it was true. Like that was sort of just a side sentence in the book that I didn't really focus on. But how precious that was that he was, he wanted to be happy. You know, he wanted to feel happy and being around them and in love made, made them feel happy. So that he wanted to experience How ironic it. that he tries to kill him in the second <laughs> <laughs> Well, and there's... Wow, he must have felt really guilty. Yeah, right. Well, and there's so much more, too. Oh, my God. You you know, and when somebody said that, too, they were like, you know, I think it may have been... I can't remember which one the lady said it, but um, they were like, you know... Um, See, getting Edward's perspective into his head, you really get Twilight from everyone's perspective. And that's so true because he can hear everybody's thoughts. He knows what everyone else is thinking. And so, like, at one point, you know, Emmett's there. God, that would be hard to write. Yes. You're, like, keeping up with everybody's thoughts because you've already written the book, so you've written yourself in a corner. So now you're in this corner and you're having to write it exactly how it happens from 10 different point of views at one time. Yeah, no. So at one point, though, Emmett's in there with her and it's, you know, and we went into further discussion on the video and you can watch it on YouTube. If you want to see the discussion of me with there's four other lady listeners, um, we're all just talking about midnight sun. That's it. That's the whole video chat. And it's about 30 minutes long. But um, at one point, she was just saying like how happy he was and how protective Emmett was of her because he felt like Bella was a part of his family. Like she was his little sister now. And he's like, well, I have to protect her. Like she's part of this family and his just immediate instinct to look out for her. And I just love that because I never really picked that up so much as before in Twilight, you know? And so that, like, there was just so many new experiences that I had in this discussion. So I'm definitely going to do it again. I'm going to just pick another book and do another group chat because it was just really fun and insightful to discuss a book that I just obsessed over. 
and have other people on that just that same fan level like it's 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 not rare i'd say to find people who've read twilight but i'd say to have people who are just as crazy obsessed as i was like that's awesome so you see she's writing two more books. Yeah. yeah, I did. But, you know, from from everything I've said, from Red, I think it's going to be Renez, May, and Jacob. I don't know, though. I mean, of course, she could come out of left field. But I would definitely, and we, again, we discussed that on. Oh, I'd read that book. Yeah, like, we discussed it on the on the podcast chat. And they were saying, you know, they were like, well, we've also heard a Volturi book where she's going to go back because she's she's already written part of it. And I'm like. Well, she had to have known so much of that history already in order to write it in the series. So clearly, maybe she already has that research that she created beforehand. So maybe it'll be easier to write that prequel sort of book. Yeah, I mean, I, we all said we'd take anything, 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 anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to picture someone other than Taylor Lautner, like if I was going to read that book, because I, for some reason, I just like can't get on board with him. I see him as a little. He was boy. very young when the series started. He's very young. Little. He just like shark. Boy. I used to. I used to think that about Zac Efron, and that worked. Yeah, out. Oh, <laughs> that worked out. Like, <laughs> Taylor Lautner can call me. He looks like Zac, when he when he grows muscles and a beard like Zac. But Efron. that's he did grow um, muscles. Though. When he did Breaking Dawn, he got huge. It's different. It's different muscles. I don't know. It's like you know, Zac Efron looks like a truck driver. Because he hasn't lost his baby face still. Yeah. And yes. some guys don't lose the baby face till they're 30. Yeah. My brother is and the he, same. He's exactly. a beautiful boy. He's a beautiful bo- man. He's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just like, I see him as a young child sometimes, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if you're if you're interested at all in, in super long discussion about Midnight Sun, I said on there that I didn't want to do a whole episode on the podcast dedicated to it because I said I don't know if Mel and Tessa will give me the reaction I need when I'm discussing this book. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's okay, but you guys should totally read it. It's so good. So okay, I have to uh, apologize. The seven okay, so the seven year itch was my audiobook from two weeks yeah. ago. And I, so what happens in the book in the first chapter or second chapter is that the hero and the heroine meet at a uh, costume party, a Halloween costume party. And in the book, it says she's dressed like a gypsy. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't realize that that was a racial slur. Mm -hmm. And that's actually, um, so I thought, I knew gypped was not an okay thing to Mm -hmm. say. Um, because it's basically a way of saying like you were swindled or taken advantage of and it refers specifically to gypsies Mm -hmm. right so but then I found out because a lady listener emailed me and she was really really kind about it Mm -hmm. and patient (laughs) she just sent me an article about the fact that um, gypsies in itself is not an okay thing to say so the particular correct term is Roma Romanian people and yeah I didn't know that so I guess the the gypsy gypsy is like a slang term because when they emigrated, um, people mistake them for Egyptians. So they called them gypsies. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, replace all the, those terms in the seven year itch and then I'll send it out to everybody for free. Oh, nice. Uh, in the newsletter. So my, I really apologize for that. I'm like hyper aware of stuff like that. So it always shocks me when I don't know something like that obvious. Well, and I think the uh, more anyways, you learn, the more you realize how you've maybe misstepped, you know? 
yeah, I, you know, I just want to get better like everybody else and um, learn from my mistakes. So I apologize to any, anybody who was like hurt by that. And I felt really bad because she's like a longtime reader, she said of mine. So well, at um, least she told you and it wasn't like, you know, I'm glad somebody told you, you know, because it's there's nothing like so nice about it. She was like, thank you for responding and having an open mind and everything and open heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you to her for that. Well, that's good. Yeah. But I'll, I'll fix those. I'll fix it and I'll send it. We'll send it out in the read me romance newsletter for free soon. Okay, cool. All right. I want to, I want to talk to you guys. Did you guys see this thing in the news about a guy punching a shark for his What? Did you guys see it? No. I have not heard this. No. I might actually take a second to pull up the audio of this guy talking. It's Shark Week, um, and I'm glad you said that too because we were watching Shark Week, and I didn't realize I don't I don't watch live TV anymore, and I did not realize the amount of commercials on TV now, and I don't know if they're having to make up for Netflix and all these streaming services with ads because it was like I swear to God, like I'm not exaggerating, it was like 10 minutes of TV seven commercials and then 10 minutes of TV. And you would just have this constant thing where we would just sit there like it was the same commercials on rotation and they'd be like 30 seconds long, but it's still like commercial, commercial, commercial. And it was just like, what the fuck? I I noticed the other day, even when you fast forward, they're getting better about making sure one image sticks. Yep. So even if you fast forward, you get that McDonald's logo right there with the cheeseburger. Like how the fuck did they do this? And then of course it's like, we can't fast forward, but you can go and like watch it on demand. But then there's commercials and you can't fast forward through those. And like there's, they know what they're doing. But I was like this, I was like, we're never watching Shark Week. Okay, let me tell you the commercial that annoys me the most is that stupid goldfish and pretzel commercial mm-hmm. where it's like they're superheroes and he's like, who caught Spencer the mutant skunk? That what you know, like, and she's, know she's like, I'm best friends with his sister. That battle would have been awkward. <laughs> And, and then the other kid comes out. Do you guys have, you guys have no, never seen this commercial? I've never seen this. It's been replaying. At, Where is that? It's been replaying. What's it playing on? What channel are you watching? Probably Team. Oh, okay. It's what Mackenzie yeah. watches. Okay, but getting back to the subject at hand, I actually have the guy. He, he okay, his wife, they're, they're surfers. They're in Australia. Mm-hmm. A great white shark latches onto his wife's leg. And he repeatedly punched the shark until the shark let go of his wife. And then he swam her ashore. And she's okay. 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 <laughs> this guy's A, extremely good. Okay. okay. Just have to point uh-huh. it out. But he gets choked up in this press conference talking about it. And I have to play okay. it for you. Okay. Okay. He punched a shark. My husband sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he never punched a shark for me. <laughs> Well, that's what I said to Pat. I was like, balls in your court. <laughs> He's like, yeah, get your ass out there. My husband couldn't even remember to put my leftovers in the fridge. Uh-huh. Ready? Today, a close call with a Sorry, listen. You see the mother of your child and your support and everything that's who you are. And so you just react. The mother of your child. Wait. The mother of your child, your support, everything you are. And you just react. I love it. I mean, can you? Um, that, That's just I, so I like, beautiful. 
And then Pat goes, I punch a shark for you. I said, after you asked me 50 questions about how to do it, <laughs> like, how fast? Like, how fast should I, like, what kind of punch should I, where should I punch? I know I'd be dead. So that's how, that's what would happen. My husband would do it because he'd be like, yeah, I'm a badass. I punched a shark. <laughs> he would do it to save my life. He'd do it to be like, yeah, I punched a fucking great white in the face. <laughs> um, okay, guys, it's Danielle Allen week on the podcast. We're so excited. Oh my to have god, her here. she has that incredible cover. The one where it was the yep. sweatpants season. That one. sweatpants oh, season. Oh my god. I the first time she went there. I know the first time I saw that I was like, Yep, yep, I'm here for it. It's so it's gray sweatpants. I'm I was doing promo for each author for our off uh-huh. week, and I seen that cover. I was like, well, that one's hers. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the book I'm doing for uh-huh. her. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> she has, yeah, she kind of has this famous cover of, like, a guy and his his dick print in, mm-hmm. in gray mm-hmm. sweatpants, and it is worth Googling. <laughs> you're going to want to go to her Instagram and check that out. <laughs> you're going to want to look. Yep. So, Danielle Allen is a novelist, professor, and life coach. Living authentically has been the key to her living her best life. With a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in human services, Danielle plans to pursue a PhD in the very near future. Helping people understand themselves so they can become the best version of themselves is one of her passions. Writing contemporary romance novels that change the status quo of the genre is another. So you can find her at uh, author Danielle Allen on Instagram and uh, at XOXO underscore D Allen on Twitter. And she has a new release out this week called Truth or Dare. Hell yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. It's out on um, it's out on the 27th. So I think that's probably, it's probably like Wednesday or Thursday of this week. So you can pre-order it now. And this is the blurb. With all nine of my best friends reunited for a destination wedding, I was not surprised someone suggested we play Truth or Dare. The secret exposing truths and the harmlessly fun dares bonded our close-knit friend group in college and kept us close throughout the years. So when Kingston Wright was dared to kiss me, I didn't think anything of it. Harmless kisses were always a part of truth or dare, but there was nothing harmless about that kiss. I feel something between us that I shouldn't have. Truth or dare can be risky when you're 20, when you're 30, it can be reckless. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. That's a great blurb. Yeah, it is. That's really snacky. One. I like that. Hmm. <laughs> So she has a book uh, that she's brought to us this week called Fool in Love. And what do you guys think? Should we should we play the first half? Yeah, we can go for it. By the way, I just want to okay. say if she gets her PhD, she better put doctor on her fucking covers. I know. Like, can you imagine <laughs> like how fucking badass it would be? Dr. Alexa Riley. Like, you know, <laughs> like obviously people would be like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> but Dr. Daniel Allen, like, are you kidding me? That's so badass. Yep. Good for her. Or Dr. Daniel Allen PhD. You know, I always wanted to marry a doctor, but fucking be one. Badass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before we play the first half of Fool in Love, also I should tell you, she's giving away um, on readmeromance.com the Hot Holiday, ho- hot holiday Hookup uh, novella collection and paperback. Is this, a, uh, is this like paperback. a Christmas book? Stop it. It's not because there's enough Christmas books. She's written about Groundhog Day, yes. April Fool's Day, and, and Juneteenth. Yes. So some really like, it's kind of a... Like the less the less explored holidays. I love it. That. That's awesome. Good for yeah, her. Really cool. Get it, girl. Okay. Here's the first half of Fool in Love by Danielle Allen, and we'll catch up with you on the other side. Bye. 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 Fool in Love. 
An April Fool's Day Hot Holiday Hookup Written by Daniel Allen Narrated by Simone Gayuma Dedication Dedicated to anyone who has ever been a fool in love. The player of the joke or hoax often exposes their actions later by shouting, April Fools, at the recipient. The recipients fooled by these actions are called April Fools. Prologue I'm writing a story on holiday hookups, and I need some inspiration. Should I even ask you about your hottest holiday hookup? Do you even have one? Zola teased good-naturedly. My jaw dropped with mock indignation. Why would you think I wouldn't have one? Ah, Kenya. She gave me a sympathetic smile as she reached over and patted my arm. You're so cute and sweet. And vanilla. When Monica told you about her threesome, you almost passed out. I made a face. In my defense, I wasn't expecting that to be the answer when I asked her what she did on her day off. Zola laughed loudly. That's true. She looked down at her phone and tapped her chin. Maybe I should call her to see if she's ever had a hot sexual experience on a holiday. She looked up at me. I need something out of the ordinary. I have one. She pursed her lips skeptically. Sweet, shy, workaholic Kenya took a vacation day and had a hot holiday hookup? I doubt it. I glared at her and tried not to laugh. I worked earlier that day, but yes, I've hooked up on a holiday, and it was hot. What? When? Her squeal drew looks from nearby tables. She lowered her voice and repeated herself. When? I grinned. Last year, April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day? She questioned with obvious confusion. Yes. She gawked at me. Your hottest holiday hookup happened on April Fool's Day, as in the annual day of practical jokes and hoaxes performed on April 1st. That April Fool's Day? Yes. Seriously? I nodded, sitting back in my chair. Seriously. Interesting, she said slowly, as if she was considering the information. When you think of sexy holidays, you don't necessarily think of April Fool's Day. But the thing about getting your back blown out is that it can make any holiday sexy. Her jaw dropped. Pulling out her pen and a notepad, she leaned forward. Tell me everything. Chapter One I cleared my throat. Where's the restroom? One of the Love on Top staff members gave me a sympathetic look as I blinked back tears. Go to the second floor. It should be empty. These things can be a lot to take in. But you will have fun, she assured me quietly, giving me a sweet smile. Love Matthews knows her stuff. You're in good hands with Love on Top. Thank you. I said as I clutched my belongings and headed to the staircase. I climbed the steps. 
and when I reached the secret bathroom, I stared at myself in the mirror. I was attractive, intelligent, and kind. I should have felt more confident going into a speed dating event, but I was shook. My brown skin usually looked like heated caramel, but the blood had drained from my face. My hair was always thick and luscious, but I kept nervously messing with it and snapped my hair tie. My big, light brown eyes were usually the first thing people commented on, but they looked sad and anxious. This isn't going to go well. I should go home. I should just leave now. I wasn't going to have a panic attack, but my stress level was through the roof. With a shaky hand, I called my cousin. Hello? She answered on the first ring. Monica, what the hell have you gotten me into? I burst out as soon as I heard her voice. Kenya? She started, her tone pacifying. Why are you freaking out? This is a disaster. How? It's still early. The event hasn't even started yet. What's going on? It's too much. Why did I let you talk me into speed dating? And why would I still come even though you backed out? I complained. Because you're not going to meet anyone in that lab. And since you won't try online dating, the love on top events are the best thing for you. But I hate this. I whined. I know. But you need this. I could just leave here and meet a man the old-fashioned way. At the grocery store. Or in the park? You order groceries online and have them delivered. And you hate the park. But still, I huffed. You're beauty and brains. You're a beautiful biochemist with a huge heart. Smart guys are into that. I tried to smile at her kind words, but my stomach was in knots. Monica, I'm seriously thinking about leaving. You better not. You need this. It's been Way too long. Way too long. Okay, enough, I grumbled. I know how long it's been. No need to remind me. You'll be fine. Just flirt. I have to get back to work. But remember, bath those eyes, wiggle those hips, and those boys will come running. I'm not the flirty type. That's you. Well then, channel me she insisted. The music got louder. My head whipped around as if someone called my name. I have to get out there, I whispered into the phone. I think it's starting. Have fun. Call me as soon as you leave. Okay, I will, I assured her before we said our goodbyes. I slipped my phone into my bag and checked out my reflection in the mirror. It's going to be fine, I told myself. It's just three hours of my life. I took a deep breath and channeled my cousin Monica's personality. She was outgoing, flirtatious, cool. The exact opposite of me. I can do this. Rolling my shoulders back, I walked out of the bathroom and into the lion's den. Returning downstairs, I followed directions. I sat at the table with my hands clasped in my lap, waiting for love to finish explaining the event. Glancing around, Everyone had the same excited smile plastered on their faces. Am I the only one freaking out? I wondered as a bell rang. 
It was 15 minutes after 7, and we were about to begin. My only two rules for this round are the following, Love announced. Rule number one, wait until after the three-minute bell to score your date. You only have a short period of time to get to know that person, so use it wisely. And the most important rule is to have fun. Fellas, open the envelopes I gave you when you arrived and go to that table. You will move in a clockwise direction. It's about to start. I felt myself starting to spin out just as the bell rang out and the floodgates opened. The men started approaching tables and I considered excusing myself and fleeing the building. No, it's too late. I have to suck it up. I can do this. I can do this. Oh, shit. I saw one man in a Hawaiian shirt making his way to me. The closer he got to me, the more tense I became. His blue eyes were trained on me. He wasn't really my type, but he was attractive. He was tall with a very short haircut. The gold chain he wore underneath his shirt glimmered. The man wiggled his eyebrows at me and then sat at the table next to mine. I exhaled with relief. He was coming on too strong, and he wasn't even at my table. Your three minutes start, Love teased, dragging the sentence out. Now, the bell rang just as a good-looking bald man with an amazing beard walked up. He looked like he was dipped in chocolate and sprinkled with stardust. I couldn't help but stare. Hi, I'm James. His voice was unsurprisingly as sexy as he was. I smiled at the handsome, well-dressed man. Hi, James. I'm Kenya. What brings you here, Kenya? I work a lot, and my cousin convinced me to sign up, I answered honestly. What do you do? He asked, checking me out. I'm a biochemist. What do you do? I'm a business owner. I'm a barber, and I own three shops around the city. That's awesome. You're so young, and you have three businesses. That's impressive. Thank you. He leaned forward. And you're really a biochemist? I nodded. I am. You don't look like a biochemist. Smiling, I tilted my head slightly. And what does a biochemist look like? A man. No, he didn't. My smile faltered and my eyebrows flew up. Excuse me? You have a man's job, he clarified. I stared in disbelief until the bell rang. Still shocked by his audacity, I gave him a low score. The next man approached. He was a pale man with wire-rimmed glasses. He had a thick head of brown hair and a slim build. He was cute in a nerdy way. It was almost reassuring that he looked as nervous as I felt. Hello, he said with a small wave. I glanced at his name tag. Hi, Sam. Let me guess. You're a teacher? He started. I shook my head. Nope. Okay. Now you guess what I do. He insisted, a dopey grin on his face. Okay. Are you a... I squinted as I thought about it. Lawyer? He grinned, shaking his head. Are you a social worker? No. Are you a banker? Nope. Are you... I held my hand up. Since we don't have much time, 
Why don't we just tell each other what we do? You go first. I'm a rapper. He informed me with a straight face. I kept my face as still as possible. Oh, I cleared my throat. Is that what you do full time? He nodded. Yeah. The 30-something-year-old answered. I left my job to pursue it full time late last year. I knew I had to chase this dream. How has that been going? He leaned forward. Not bad. Do you want to hear me spit something? No, that's okay. I replied awkwardly. Oh, well, let me show you a little something anyway. And he proceeded to rap. It was terrible. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. I murmured, eyes darting around in search of a clock. Now that that's out of the way, tell me about you, he asked earnestly. The bell rang, and I was thankful. No, thank you, I thought as I marked a low score for Sam. I sighed. A well-dressed man that I wasn't attracted to strolled to my table. There was a cockiness that radiated off him, and that put me off. Smirking, he sat down across from me. Hi, I greeted the man named Tony. Hey, he returned, staring at me expectantly. Impress me. What? Impress me, he repeated. Is he serious? My mouth opened and then closed. There was a smug look on his face as he seemed to feed off my discomfort. I picked up my bottle of water and took a sip. His fingers wrapped against the white linen as he looked around the room. This is not going well. What's up? He finally asked. His tone was a little annoyed. I raised an eyebrow. What do you mean? Why are you so quiet? Why am I so quiet? You're not talking either. I guess I'm just nervous. He sat back in his chair and sighed. Figures, he muttered. I didn't know what to say. Silence. Complete and utter silence. The bell dinged and he jumped up. Without a second glance, he moved on to the next table. I flipped over my scorecard and marked my interaction with Tony. Hell no. If there was a hell to the no option on that card, I would have utilized it. Fortunately, there were a string of positive interactions. Good-looking, seemingly nice guys who held decent conversations came to my table and wiped the memories of the disaster dates away. I smiled and tried to be flirtatious, open, and conversational. I tried, but it was exhausting. I felt like I was putting in too much work. And then, Malik Battle showed up. Chapter 2 I recognized him immediately. Wearing an all-black suit with a black button-up, the man who took me to prom was headed my way. Maybe it was the fact that he wore all black to prom, but he looked the exact same. He was always good-looking, but the last 11 years had done him good. Sheesh. Tall, just over six feet, with broad shoulders and sparkling brown eyes, he had aged like a fine wine. 
His skin was a flawless shade of brown. Smooth, blemish-free and chiseled, his face looked like a work of art. His full lips spread into a smile as he pulled out his chair. He sat down and flashed pearly white teeth my way. Kenya Jones. Malik greeted me. You're still as beautiful as ever. His presence caught me off guard. So are you. I blurted out without thinking. He let out a deep, rumbling chuckle. I prefer handsome, but I'll take it. My face was inflamed. I meant handsome, I corrected myself in a rush. What are you doing here? Been hearing about these events since I moved back and decided to check it out with my cousin. What about you? He asked, leaning forward and clasping his hands in front of him. I noticed the size of them. Kind of the same thing. Enjoying yourself? So far, so good, I answered, dragging my gaze back to his face. It's my first time, so I didn't know what to expect. How are you liking it? It's different, he grinned. Someone just told me she's looking for her husband tonight. Oh, wow. What did you say? I told her that I hope she finds him. He laughed. I felt myself loosening up as I laughed right along with him. At least she came here with a plan. That's true. It's better than the woman that told me that she was pregnant. I cackled. No. When my laughter died down, I shook my head. I still can't believe you're here. What side of town are you on? I live uptown, he told me. I'm in the Oasis. What about you? I gave an appreciative nod. The Oasis was a swanky new building not far from where I lived. I'm uptown too. The Meadows? His charming grin reminded me of our past. I almost moved there. That would have been trouble. As if he could read my thoughts, his grin spread and he nodded. So? He sat back in his chair as he changed the subject. What are you looking for, Miss Kenya Jones? There was a small flutter in my belly that I ignored. I'm looking to see if there's anyone I click with. If there's a connection, I'd want to go on a date and see where it goes from there. What about you? I'm looking for the same thing. I pursed my lips, and before I could say anything, he started laughing. Why are you looking at me like that? He questioned, his eyes dancing. Because you just said that because I said it. I answered, my lips curling up into a smile. How do I know you're not saying exactly what I was thinking? I rolled my eyes, but I couldn't wipe the goofy smile from my face. Because I said it first. How do I know you're not just agreeing with me for the sake of trying to impress me? Because I thought it before you said it. He argued nonsensically, before we both dissolved into obnoxious laughter. You're funny, I commented. You're funny. Your facial expressions always killed me. I grinned. But we need to utilize our time wisely, since we don't have much of it. He continued. It's been a long time since we talked, so I have to ask you the important stuff first. There is a dramatic pause. What's your favorite Prince song? I would die for you, I answered. What about you? He looked at me suspiciously. Same thing, I would die for you. 
You're just copying me. No, I'm not. Ask me something. Anything. I wanted to stump him. I felt comfortable and at the same time, completely disarmed by him. Our conversation flowed naturally, but my belly was a ball of nerves. I wanted to make him feel like he made me feel, by throwing him off his game a little bit and making him think. Favorite. I tapped my chin as I studied his playful smirk. Favorite poet? That's hard. I tilted my head. Because I didn't answer first? He laughed. No. I didn't know if I was going to answer with Langston Hughes or Tupac. My smile widened. Interesting choices. I couldn't decide between my two favorite poems, Harlem or Brenda's Got a Baby. So I hesitated. Wow, I said without thinking. My face heated as his eyes pinged around my face. This was the same man who I had to tutor in English senior year? Impressive. Who's your favorite poet? Maya Angelou is my favorite everything, I told him. Hands down, my favorite. Why? It's her voice, and not just the rich tone of it, but her writing voice. It's so strong, powerful, feminine and fierce. It's... He looked at me like he could see right through me. It's what? He questioned softly. I cleared my throat. It reminds me to be me, I answered honestly, shifting my gaze from his. It wasn't like me to be so open and vulnerable so fast. But there was something about Malik. He wasn't a stranger, but he also wasn't someone I knew. My mom used to say the same thing about Maya Angelou. She said she was right on time and ahead of her time, all at the same time. I caught a pensive look on his face before he blinked it away. He sat back in his chair. You smoke? No. You do drugs? My brows furrowed. No. Are you married? I let out a giggle. No. Where are these questions coming from? I'm trying to find something wrong with you. I tilted my head, biting my bottom lip. My turn. Where do you launder your money? It was his turn to laugh. The booming sound made me giddy. Where do I launder money? Not if I launder. But where? Damn. With a huge grin on his face, he shook his head. I don't launder money. What's your gang affiliation? The corners of his mouth twitched. I'm not affiliated with any gangs. What white-collar crime did you commit this year? None. He chuckled. Do you have a job? Yes. Do you? Yes. I nodded. Gainfully employed and not laundering money or committing white-collar crimes? I like it. Yeah, he agreed, amusement making his eyes dance. And with that, I think we covered all of the basic first aid questions. I nodded. I think so, too. Even though this isn't really our first date. I sat back in my chair. No, it isn't. He licked his lips. What do you do? He questioned. I'm a biochemist. The charming smirk was back. That's sexy.
Being a biochemist? Being that beautiful and that smart at the same time? His compliment hit differently. Not only was I hot, my heart rate tripled. What do you do? I asked, trying to regain composure. I'm an accountant. My accountant does not look like this. That's cool, I answered. How long? The bell dinged and for the first time, I was sad that the speed date was over so quickly. How long have you been an accountant? I asked quickly as he stood. I'll tell you during the dinner round. He winked as he left the table. I frowned. Did you just wink at me and walk away? I tossed the question at his back as he made his way to the next table. He laughed before turning to look at me. I did. I smiled and shook my head, flipping over the card and scoring Malik the highest of the night. I bit down my bottom lip. Uh, hi. The new man in front of me greeted me. Hey, I exclaimed, caught completely off guard. I flipped my card back over and tried hard to give my attention to Tim, the cute man in the square-framed glasses. Even though I was supposed to be in mid-conversation with him, I glanced over to the table where Malik was sitting, and he was staring at me. For a full ten seconds, we held each other's gaze. There was something about him that was magnetic. You know anyone here? Tim inquired. I tore my eyes away from Malik. No, I'm here by myself, I admitted. What about you? Did you come with any friends? Yeah. I know someone here. And that was it. He didn't say anything else. When the bell rang, we politely said our goodbyes. I flipped my card over and gave him a low score. Hello, Kenya. A deep voice pulled my attention. I'm Alex. I blinked. Oh, okay. Hi, Alex. I responded, reaching out to shake his outstretched hand. He sat down across from me looking good as hell. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, I nodded. How are you? I'm great. Tonight's been a very good night so far. His lips curled upward. And it's even better now. I giggled. He was charming. So, Kenya. He started, staring at me intensely. What can I do to get your attention? My smile grew. I don't know. Tell me about yourself. I own a restaurant and I rarely get out because I'm always working. How did you manage to get out tonight? I was dragged out tonight to celebrate. He smirked. It's my birthday. My eyes widened. Happy birthday. It's a big one, too. Is it? How old are you? He cocked his head to the side. Take a guess. Thirty? I guessed. Forty. The age range for the event was twenty-five to forty, so I wasn't surprised a forty-year-old man was there. But Alex didn't look a day over thirty-two. I did a double take. Forty? Really? I take it you thought I was younger? He licked his lips. You look surprised. My mouth dropped. You don't look 40 at all. My eyes pinged over his bald head, broad shoulders, and thick black beard. You look 
what do I look like? Great, I blurted out. My face heated as I realized how it sounded. I mean, you do, but I just... I closed my eyes and exhaled. That's awkward. He looked good, but I meant he looked good for his age. The way he was looking at me just made me feel more embarrassed by my flub. He chuckled. I look great, huh? I fanned myself as I laughed. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, who brought you to a dating event for your birthday? I asked, changing the subject. My boy set it up. How do you feel about that? It wasn't my first choice, but I'm having a party this weekend. He shrugged. When your 40th birthday lands in the middle of the week, what do you do? I searched his face for more information, but he didn't give anything away. I feel you. I hope you're having a good time. It's been a good experience so far. He smirked. And sitting here with you has definitely made it better. The bell dinged, and as he stood, he licked his lips. I look forward to having dinner with you later. I grinned. Until then, I responded. He walked away to the next table. I looked down, marked my card, and then glanced back over to him. I saw him giving the same googly eyes to the woman at the next table. I didn't second-guess my high rating of Alex, but I was taking everything with a grain of salt. I knew it was a game. I just wasn't interested in playing it. I looked around until I found Malik's shirt. When I located him, his back was to me and my stomach fluttered. Alex was a good-looking man, and we had one of the better conversations. But Malik did something to me. As if he heard my thoughts, he turned and looked at me. I was caught. I didn't even try to look away. He smiled. I smiled. Clearing my throat, I forced my eyes away and focused on the new man at the table. The rest of the speed dates seemed to fly by in a blur of cologne and cheesy lines. The interactions with the men felt forced or uncomfortable. Very few of my conversations with them seemed to flow naturally. I didn't feel like there was a connection or a genuine interest with any of them. And that's the end of phase one, Love announced from the stage. Everyone started clapping, so I politely joined in as well. The redhead who explained the game to me in the beginning came by to grab my card. Your cards are being collected, Love explained a minute later. For the next 15 minutes, mix and mingle. Phase two will begin shortly. We're back. Hi. How about that first installment, ladies? <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. So good. You guys, go get Truth or Dare. It's out this week. Um, it's the one about the the kissing the high school crush uh, while at a destination wedding. That sounds, which sounds so freaking cute. I feel like I'm, I'm already planted in the scene. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So good. And we'll be back on Friday with more. Do you guys have anything else you want to plug or anything you want to say? What today's date is. <laughs> it's like august 20 something oh our stolen Four? series is out if we haven't said so by now um the stolen series all three books are out the trilogy's done uh the final book came out last friday the 21st so there you go go grab stolen to love that's the last book in the series so yay yay okay leah tell them what to Fuck do your day up make today your bitch don't be a dick bye bye, bye. Read me romance, read, read me romance, read 
romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back. 